Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's going on, Rams fans? Welcome back to Rams Showcase. Tonight, the Rams get some young pieces back on the football field. Plus, the first quarter of the season is complete. We'll talk about how your favorite players are performing. And later, the LA Rams take on the Washington football team. We have the full preview next on Rams Showcase. Welcome to Rams Showcase on Sports War Radio. What's going on, Rams fans? Welcome back to Rams Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. I am your host, Joe Branham, but you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Baggs. Laying down the law for you guys tonight. Pretty cool show for you guys. We got a little bit of news to get into. Nothing too crazy. That The news is a little bit light this week. Uh, we're also breaking down the first quarter of the season. This is the final time that we can break down the first quarter of the season. Because next year, we, uh, we know now that uh, we're going to see 17 games next year. So, very difficult to, to pick out a quarter of that. I would have to break it down in the middle of a, of a game. So, We'll get into like the first like 29% of the season next year or something. But that sounds like future Joe's problem. We don't need to worry about that right now. And then, of course, we're talking uh, this uh, this game preview. The Rams taking on football team. And uh, should be a good one. Actually, there's uh, some interesting tidbits that we will get into when uh, the time comes to preview that. But let's get into this news, shall we? So Terrell Lewis, linebacker, is set to return, is set to be activated this week. Uh, to the active roster, at least. That does not mean that he'll be activated on game day. It's probable, not guaranteed, is what I'll say. Uh, so don't expect him to take too many reps if he is active on game day, not just active roster. Uh, as he'll likely be kind of just, uh, eased into the fold and to the defense and stuff. But, uh, you know, it, it's, it's a good bit of information that Terrell Lewis is coming back to the field because the Rams linebacker group is I mean, pretty clearly it's weakest unit. I don't think it's super weak, but it is the weakest unit on the field, I think. And so I, I think it will get better as the season goes on, though. We've talked about that in past episodes, though, that with Joe Barry, with Brandon Staley and a young group of linebackers, I, I think that over time and over the course of the season, the whole entire group will get better together. And Terrell Lewis is a talented pass rusher. So to get him back in, I think, is huge for the Rams. Uh, and, and increasing that pass rush. I mean, right now, the pass rush isn't necessarily weak. I mean, Leonard Floyd's doing a pretty good job. Abu Karam is really good. Of course, Aaron Donald, we don't really, 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 we don't need to mention his name, but we do um, all the time because, I mean, he's great. So, uh, but I, I really do think that as the season goes on, uh, this, this entire unit will get, keep getting better, especially, like I said, under Joe Barry, very talented linebacker coach, and uh, he gets it right. So, uh, I think Terrell Lewis coming back is a huge addition for the Rams. It also looks like the Rams will get Cam Akers back, but we will, of course, do a full uh, injury report when that time comes for the game preview a little bit later on. Also, uh, this is the final game for the Rams against the NFC East or the NFC least, as many people are calling it, as the Philadelphia Eagles lead that division with just one win. They got their first win last week and jumped to first place, so... Uh, I'm a little bit jealous that we can't, you know, be in that division, but 
hey, it's also cool to be in a in a good division where it's tough to win because you know if whoever comes out on top of the NFC West, they're a good team, and we can tell that just because they're all pretty decent teams. I think Arizona's a little bit of a fraud. And I think after week two, everybody was like, whoa, Arizona's legit. And I was kind of just like, okay, pump the brakes a little bit. Now they've dropped a couple straight. So I think that everybody's kind of more with me and my original thoughts on that. It's it's the defense. I can't get behind that defense right now. Kyler Murray's still very young. Rough offensive line. Not the best in the league. So as far as that goes. Uh, but five games, four of those against NFC East opponents. And the Rams could sweep that division this year. Uh McVay has historically done a pretty good job at sweeping divisions, but McVay playing against his old team, not only is he playing against his old team, it's the first time back in Washington because the Rams and former team name Redskins, they did play in LA a couple years back. Uh, That was 2017, McVay's first year as the Rams head coach, Uh, but that was in LA. So this is his first time back in Washington. So we'll, we'll, of course, get into the whole game preview though, but Next up, we got, uh, this is a pre-recorded segment, so I'm going to look a little different, but uh, here we go. We got the first quarter breakdown for you guys. Thanks, Pass Joe. I appreciate that. So let's go ahead and get into this game preview. We got the LA Rams at the Washington football team. Brandon Godden and Daryl Johnston will be on the call. I'll pop up the distribution map for you YouTubers out there. Uh, Brandon Godden, if you guys don't know, pretty much the voice of Madden. Uh, he's, I don't play Madden anymore. I kind of a, I ran out of time, and B, it's a trash video game, so I don't play it anymore, but Brandon Godden is on that. Many people know him from that. Daryl Johnston, of course, been uh, been around in the football world for quite some time, but the Rams and football team will be playing in the blue areas. Not a, not a large area as far as TV coverage goes this week. Uh, we get the Battle of Pennsylvania. That's the big one that you see on the screen. Uh, that's the large area there, the uh, Eagles and Steelers. Uh, the Rams are favored in this game by seven points. The over-under at 46. That over-under feels a little bit low to me, but you know what? Maybe it's not. Uh, the Rams being favored by seven, that kind of checks out. I think that that's about in line uh, for, for this game, especially just because of the game last week. I think that the Rams are seven points better, more than seven points better than football team, but as as far as the game last week, that one being at home against the Giants, who are not a very good football team, uh, as opposed to football team, who's also not a very good football team, uh, that's uh, I think it's about in line. It was an eight point win for the Rams uh, over the Giants last week, so uh, not the best performance by the Rams. But McVay was pretty clear last week that he was having trouble with the game plan. I think it was just a matchup thing. And this kind of happens. This We see games like this, it seems like, every year where the offense just doesn't feel like itself. And I don't know if that was, that was uh, you know, just maybe going in a little cocky, thinking that the, that, that the Giants weren't very good and so that they were going to kind of roll. But, you know, it's all good. But uh, the weather in this game, this is actually a factor this week. I, I talk about it every week, and usually I feel like I'm like, oh, it's going to be 72 and sunny. It's going to be gorgeous out there. Enjoy the day. This time, though, 68 degrees, so a little, little bit lower. But the precipitation chances at kickoff are 72%, 74% at the end of the game. It's going to be about 68 throughout. But it's very possible that we get some uh, some rain in this one, light winds throughout. That's not a concern. But precipitation very well could be a concern in this game. And you're talking about a team from L.A. that not only has played in L.A. for a billion years now. Uh, I mean, obviously, 
moved back recently, but the history there. And then when they were not in L.A., when they were in St. Louis, played in a dome. So weather games always have worried me about this Rams team just because of their history. Of course, I mean, we can't go all the way back to Cleveland. None of those players are still playing. I don't know if that needed to be said, but I'm going to say it anyway, that nobody that was on the Cleveland Rams is still playing. Um, so, uh, yeah, so, I mean, the weather in this one, it is a little bit of a concern, but we'll see what happens. I've been kind of keeping an eye on that, but I mean, what am I going to do? I'm in Colorado, so I don't know what, uh, what I'm going to be able to help with. It's not like I can shield the football or anything uh, from getting wet. So that'll be something to watch out for, for uh, Jared Goff. Uh, He already has fumble concerns. We've seen that in his entire career. So with a wet football, that could potentially be a problem, especially when Chase Young is on the other side. So uh, keep an eye on that. Some notes in this game, Kyle Allen getting his first start of the season. Dwayne Haskins dropped to third string. Some reports say that Haskins was kind of gloating about some of his own stats after a loss and that that caused some issues in the locker room. And that would kind of make sense as far as going from a starter to third string. Now, now you're just clipboarding it out there. And I think with a guy like Ron Rivera as your coach, if he was in the locker room bragging about his own stats after a loss, that's a very Ron Rivera move to be like, all right, never mind then, man. You get, get down, sit down. Don't even wear pads this week. You're not going to need them, you know? And Kyle Allen, of course, he played with uh, Rivera out in Carolina. So that makes it a little bit difficult to game plan when you have some tape on the team, but now they switch quarterbacks. It's always a difficult thing to kind of understand his tendon, uh, tendencies, all that stuff. So we'll kind of see how that unfolds. Uh, but I think that uh, Staley is up to the task of of game planning against Kyle Allen. We do have tape of Allen under Ron Rivera last year in Carolina. So that helps. No suspension for Jalen Ramsey. I'm a little bit surprised at this. I'll be completely real with you guys. I'm a little bit surprised that Jalen Ramsey didn't get, I, we didn't hear anything. We didn't get fines. We didn't see suspensions. Uh, it's for me, it's, you know, I, I know I talked about this in the pre-recorded thing, but it, I'm, I'm a little surprised that Jalen Ramsey didn't get anything for it, but he's also not making any comments about the fight last week, which I absolutely agree with. I know Tate came out, Golden Tate came out and said a couple of things, but I actually didn't even look at the comments because it was like, okay, let's just, it's time to move on from this. That's kind of how I felt about it. So, uh, let's take a look at the, let's see the matchup of this game. Uh, let's see. So the Rams offense, we'll start with on that side of the football. The Rams offense ranks seventh in the league overall. Washington defense, though, also seventh in the league. Football team is really strong against the pass, but they aren't exactly facing top-notch passing teams. I think that the Rams might be the best passing team that the football team will have seen this year. So Philadelphia Eagles, they're playing with scout team guys right now. Arizona Cardinals, they do have some wide receivers, obviously DeAndre Hopkins, Larry, uh, Larry Fitzgerald. And Kyler Murray, he's more of a runner, but he's been doing a fine job passing. But that was also week two when the Arizona Cardinals were, were playing pretty well. Uh, Cleveland, I mean, they have the weapons, but is Baker Mayfield really that that uh, notable of a passer? I'm not sure. And the Baltimore Ravens, they're, I'm not trying to not like knock on the Ravens here, but they're more of a running team. That's I don't think that that's a surprise to anybody. They're more of a running team. Uh, so that's kind of... It's it's going to be a good matchup as far as that goes, but I think that really I feel like these numbers might be a little bit skewed. And I don't I don't want to just sit here and bash football team or anything like that, but you know they're still searching for their identity, and I mean they don't have a name, so obviously they're searching for an identity. Uh, it's just kind of uh, 
that kind of happens. But the Rams are, are they're running the football pretty well still. Uh, it was just a 58-yard performance against the Giants. Uh, don't look too deep into that game against the Giants, by the way. Uh, like I said earlier, McVay, he was a little open that that was a difficult defense to game plan against, and I think that was a, for matchup purposes. And it really did look like most of the players were kind of just going through some motions. So I don't think that that game defines this team at all. I, I think that a better game to define the team would be that game against the Eagles. It looked like the team really wanted to win that one. I think that's more uh, indicative of how this LA Rams, the 2020 LA Rams are, is that week two game against the Eagles, not the week four game against the Giants. That's just me. Uh, obviously, you're only as good as your last game, and the Rams' last game was the Giants' game, so they're obviously not looking super amazing right now. But what I can say is, usually after that happens, I don't know what those meetings look like in those in that locker room and in those meeting rooms. But after the Rams have a game like that, they usually tend to come out really strong the next week. So I'm looking for that to happen. Let's take a look at the other side. Washington's offense will be a little bit difficult to game plan against as they are starting Kyle Allen this week, but at least we have the ability to go back and look at game tape last last year uh, for Allen under Rivera, like I had mentioned a little bit earlier. Uh, the LA Rams defense is currently tied for 12th in total yards, but has been very strong against the pass. The run defense has taken a hit, but I don't think that this is necessarily that big of a, a thing to really look into because... Uh, the Rams are keeping a lot of DBs on the field, and we're seeing a lot of just three linebacker sets, which really gives the, the Rams like a six-man box. Uh, we're seeing six, seven-man boxes, a pretty regular, it's a lot of teams when you're going against a, a running team, you're going to load that up, maybe put eight guys in there, but we're seeing six, and we're seeing a lot of DBs, and I think that that's kind of on purpose. Uh, with the Rams offense, we can put up points, and if you're forcing the other team to try to throw the football on you, Typically, you're going to come out stronger and, and you're going to be able to score more points than they can put up. And no team is going to try to come back on you on the ground. So I, I think for that per, for those purposes, it kind of makes sense. Uh, Washington has its playmakers on offense, but is still struggling to move the football. They uh, they only convert about uh, one third exactly of their third down conversions and are only ahead of the Jets and Giants. Uh, on points scored per game. They're also ahead of only the Jets and Giants on the ground attack. So this absolutely plays into the Rams' favor. Uh, I had mentioned that last week that with the Giants having having some struggles on the ground. That helped the Rams. That blatantly helped the Rams. You know, it didn't give up a touchdown, and I think that that's going to be a pretty similar thing. I think that this game is almost going to look like it did last week, uh, but I think that the Rams' offense is really going to be just more a little bit more more structured, a little bit more powerful this week than it was last week. And I think that that is because there was a little bit of that lapse in uh, in effort level, I will say, against the Giants in week four, at least from my eyeball test. You guys can feel free to disagree with that, but but you'd be wrong. So uh, let's see here. Um, oh, also, uh, the Rams defense is tied tied with the Bucks on points per game. So I, I, I it did say that we're, we're tied there. It's uh, with the Bucks there. So let's take a look at the history of this matchup. The uh, Washington leads the all-time series 26-13-1. and That's a big difference. This is the 41st meeting between the two. Washington has won the last two meetings between these uh, teams. The last Rams win was December 7th of 2014. The most recent game between these two was September 17th of 2017. Washington did take that one. 20 to 27. That was, of course, the only game that McVeigh has played against the his former employer, which was Washington. And the first game between these two came on November 21st, 1937. I don't know. Why I had to say it like that. Like it, I had to, I had to say it old timey. Uh, 1937. 
Uh, but uh, 16 to 7 for Washington in that one. Uh, the only tie between these two came on October 22nd of 1967. That was a 28 to 28 tie. Uh, that was that would put my both my parents at uh, three months old is when <laughs> when the tie happened, and then it was on December sixteenth, nineteen forty five, that the Cleveland Rams defeated Washington fifteen to fourteen in the NFL Championship game. This is one of four playoff games between these two teams. Each team has won two. On the road for the Rams, they are six and twelve all time against Washington, and uh, looking to push that up to seven. And 12 all-time against Washington. Uh, let's take a look at some fan quesos for you. Slap up the graphic and make sure you guys... Uh, the Fan quesos are always sponsored by Shaw's Customs. And I got to tell you guys, Shaw's Customs is where it's at. Sick vinyls, all right? I still have not placed my Ram Showcase vinyl um, because I, I, I'm, I'm weird. I feel like the second I put it on something, I'm going to be like, oh, you know what? That would have been better there, <laughs> you know? And so I'm like, I'm always nervous to play some, but we are going to get some giveaways going. I know I tease that like every time and I, I promise that I'm doing my best here. It's, I, I thought I was going to free up more time after school, but turns out I got busy in other ways. So we're still working with that, but rest assured, we are still working on that. So let's get into some fan quesos. Sponsored by Shaw's Customs. Make sure you guys check them out at etsy.com slash shop slash Shaw's Customs. A lot of shoes in there. Um, and remember, guys, uh, let them know that Sheriff Joe Bag sent you. You won't get a deal, but he'll get a kick out of it. And remember, if it wasn't made by Josh, it was made by somebody else. Let's get into these fan quesos. This first one here comes from John. Very strong question, John. I actually really appreciate this one. What are Les Sneed's two best personnel decisions and what are his two worst personnel decisions strong question i actually took some time i wrote out an answer for you uh so to kind of like break it down a little bit more so two best decisions let's start with those let's start with positives all right so i think deciding to cut the cord on Gurley and cooks even though many experts thought it was too soon i absolutely agree with that i know that's a that's a recent one and, and some of these will be pretty recent uh but i think that that was actually a really strong call to to just get out of those contracts you know, Cooks with his injury history, Gurley with his knee injury, and his locker, his poor locker room presence. I think it, it's it's worth it to eat that money for a little bit to just move on and just say, okay, never mind. You know, let's let's get these guys out of here. I think that was a strong move. Gurley, I I as much as I loved Gurley when he was you know when he was a Ram and he was he was performing really well, his attitude just really kind of bothered me a little bit, and I think it was bothering the front office as well. And I think that they were really ready to just get, get rid of him and move on. Um, you know, I know he's doing a decent job out in Atlanta and I, and I wish him the best, but I'm not too sad that he's not a Ram anymore. And for Brandon cooks, I mean, I like cooks, but his injury history always scared me. And I was like, I've always been worried that we're going to see him get hit and then he's just not going to get up and, you know, it's going to be a problem. So, uh, that was always, uh, an issue for me personally, and kind of a, just a worrisome thing. So for that, I don't know. It's uh, I think that the eating that money right now it was a strong move. And you know, go ahead and move on from these guys. Let's kind of reset. Bring in Cam Akers. We'll bring in Van Jefferson to kind of replace those guys. And and I think that worked out. So and also coming to the realization that first round picks are not mandatory to create a decent team. The most recent first round pick for the Rams was quarterback Jared Goff. And uh, he is the the actually the only Rams first round pick since they returned to L.A. And I think that that's strong because it, it kind of just eases that pressure of forcing the, them to be on the field. Two worst decisions, the Washington trade. 
this at the time looked really strong, but Brockers is really the only player that worked out for the Rams in this regard. So obviously we made the move because the Rams had Sam Bradford and we were comfortable with that, but could have had uh, Luke Cookley, could have had Stephon Gilmore, could have had Matt Khalil. Uh, instead, we got, you know, Alec Ogletree, Janoris Jenkins, Isaiah Pede, Rock Watkins, Stedman Bailey, uh, Zach Stacy, Greg Robinson, all guys who were pretty strong, but overall not amazing. Um, so uh, the second also would be the great payday of 2018 is what I call it. And uh, this is, I mean, we're just, we're eating money from that. And I know that it got the Rams to the Super Bowl, but uh, that was a, that was a rough one. And that was, uh, we could all kind of see it as they were making those deals. It was like, okay, this is, this is going to, this is going to come back on us pretty bad. So uh, those are, those are my answers for you, man. I appreciate the, uh, the question. I, I definitely like the in, in-depthness of that this one comes from Ruiz, LA Rams. This one uh, is from the YouTube channel, so thank you for dropping that there. Uh, what is your favorite Rams memory since they came back to LA? Greg Zerline hitting that field goal in overtime in the NFC Championship game. I lost my mind. I shared the video on my YouTube channel of uh, me and my friends celebrating that one. Make sure you guys check that out. Uh, but that was absolutely magical. <laughs> it was so much fun. Uh, that was Seeing that kick go through and then like it kind of hit me in waves of that the Rams are going to the Super Bowl. Oh man, that was absolutely incredible. I I will always eat that up. So um, I'm going to go ahead and hop off of here. We're going to uh, crack open a few beers, spin some vinyls, put some college football on mute today. And I hope you guys enjoy this game against the Washington football team. It should be a good one. I'll hop on uh, Facebook Live before the game on the Ram Showcase Facebook page. Make sure you guys check me out there. Uh, But that is going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Beggs. This has been Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio. For those of you who aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you that are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening, and you guys have a great night. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.